Welcome to The Point Podcast. At The Point, we point high school students to Jesus because we believe that Jesus is better than anything else that this world has to offer. We are so excited that you are here and are praying that this podcast is an encouragement to you in your walk with Christ. So we have finally made our way out of chapter 8, and we are getting into chapter 9. So we are moving through Matthew slowly but surely. And uh, now let me just encourage you, if you're a faithful listener to the podcast, and I know we got quite a few of you, man, why don't you screenshot this and uh, put this on your Instagram story, tag us at the point. Man, we would love to see how it's just being an encouragement to you, and um, we'd love to hear about that from you. And so today we're in Matthew chapter 9, and again, not to beat a dead horse, but we need to remind ourselves of the structure that Matthew is setting. So Jesus, he teaches at the Sermon on the Mount, right? And and Matthew is really using a lot of Old Testament passages and imagery to show us that Jesus is the greater Moses, right? Jesus is everything that the Old Testament has been pointing towards. So then Jesus begins to show us in the Sermon on the Mount what it looks like to be a citizen of his kingdom, a a citizen of the kingdom of God. And then he comes down from the mountain in Matthew chapter 7. And then this is when we get into the structure that Matthew is setting up. So what he does is he tells us three miracles of Jesus. Then he tells us a story about following Jesus, then three more miracles, and then a story about following, and then three more miracles. So it kind of goes three, break, three, break, and then three. And, And what he's showing us is he's not only showing us the power of Jesus, but he's also showing us that, man, if we want to engage in this, and if we want to experience the power of Christ in our life, then we need to be following him. And so right now we're in the kind of the second phase of miracles, and we're at the third one. So the next episode is going to be the next story about uh, the story that Matthew gives us where Jesus talks about following him. And and so this uh, story that we're in today is in Matthew chapter 9, verses 1 through 7. Or excuse me, one through eight, and uh, and it's very similar uh, to the same story in Luke chapter five, where you know it good and well. You might not know it based on that, but you know it when the man's four friends bring him, the paralyzed man, and they lower him through the roof down to meet Jesus. Right? Uh, I actually believe that this is the same story. Right? Matthew chapter nine is recording this in a different way than Luke chapter five is. Right? But it's the same story. And so what's different here? is you don't have the four friends uh, dropping the man through the roof. There's no mention about a roof. There's there's nothing like that. But you do have these friends that are bringing uh, a paralytic to Jesus. He's lying on a mat. And then basically the same conversation kind of happens. Jesus sees the friend's faith. Uh, he says, son, your sins are forgiven. And then the reaction of the scribes and Pharisees is that they just freak out. And they're like, who is this guy forgiving sins? And then Jesus says to the, son, to, um, to the man, he says, do you let me just read it for you. He says, for which is easier to say your sins are forgiven or to say, get up and walk. But so that you know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He told the paralytic, get up, take your stretcher and go home. So the paralytic man gets up. And so uh, apart from the roof scenario, this is kind of the same story that Matthew is telling here as Luke. And so let's look at this just on a practical level, but then also we'll look at it on a more of a theological level, because this might make you wonder or make, make you think, Okay, well, is Luke lying about his story? 
Because let's just be honest, uh, someone coming down through the roof is a pretty big deal, right? And so initially, if if we're telling the same story about the same paralytic men, I'll be the first to say it does seem kind of odd that Matthew does not include this crazy picture of the roof caving in or, or through this hole in the roof, this paralytic man being lower down, right? That, that should kind of raise our awareness a little bit and make us ask the question, okay, why did Matthew not include that, but Luke did? I'll tell you another great example of this is the the accounts of Jesus walking on the water, right? Uh, you have one gospel that talks about Peter getting out and walking towards Jesus, right? But then the other gospels simply leave that out, right? So so why is it that some gospels include details and others don't? You Maybe you're sitting there thinking, does that discredit them? Uh, does that make them less believable? Does that make them less likely? Um, I, I'll tell you, I, I think it actually does the opposite. Um, man, I, I think it actually enhances the unity of the Gospels. And I think it actually enhances the credibility that we have there. Because you know what's cool is... You know, if you sit there and you see an experience or you experience something and it's you and three other people, right? The chances are, if you tell those stories years later, the chances are so, so, so slim of y'all telling the same story. And what I mean by that is you'll have the same theme, you'll have the same main idea, you'll have the same big picture, but when it comes to fine-tuned details, there, there is gonna be some differences there, right? There just, there just is. It doesn't mean that you're lying, it doesn't mean that they're lying, but what it shows us is that there, there's just, you're going to highlight some different things than they are. And so when you read the gospel accounts, particularly Matthew, Mark, and Luke, you, you see these differences, but these differences do not, does not mean disunity. Differences do not mean disunity. In fact, to me, it just, it helps the credibility of the Bible because if they were making up some story, right? If they're going to make up this story about Jesus, to me, it makes sense that they would get together and say, okay, here's how this happened. Here's how that happened. Let's make sure we record this a hundred percent perfectly, right? But, but they don't do that. The, the Holy Spirit allows Matthew to record this story away that Matthew would record it. And the Holy Spirit guides and inspires Luke to record it in a way that Luke would record it. And so they're highlighting and they're emphasizing different things, but that does not mean that there's disunity, right? It doesn't mean there's disunity. It's just you have one person telling it from a different perspective than another. And I think that's really, really cool. And and so for us, we sit here, and, and this is kind of getting to a more theological perspective, but we really see in this miracle what Jesus came to do, right? I, I think it's so funny that this paralyzed man gets brought in and Jesus looks right past his paralytic self. He looks right past the physical need and he says, sons, your sins are forgiven. That Jesus looks past the man's physical need and addresses the spiritual need. So let me remind you, I mean, that's what you and I need in our life is sure we have physical needs. Jesus has just met physical needs the past few miracles. So he's absolutely in the business of doing that. But this man's ultimate need is that he is spiritually dead and he has sins that have separated him from God and he is in need of a savior. I love that. And and also just a side note, you see the scribes in this passage get really mad and really upset. Man, that is really what begins to fuel the fire for their anger at Jesus. The gospel of John records this so well, all these discussions that Jesus is having with Pharisees and scribes. And, and this is the major thing. It wasn't that he was healing people. That's, that's awesome. And that's cool. It's that he's doing stuff like this, where he is claiming to be God and that he is forgiving people's sins. These are the kind of things that really get people geared up and angry towards Jesus. And so I hope that encourages you on a practical and a theological level that practically 
We look at God's word and the reality of it is, is that Matthew records it differently than Luke. And that, that doesn't mean it's disunified. It just means that they recorded it differently and the Holy Spirit allowed them to do that. Um, and then also from a theological perspective, man, Jesus, he comes to meet your greatest need. It's not saying he can't meet your physical needs. It's not saying that he won't do those things, but ultimately the purpose and the mission of Jesus is that he is coming to save you from your sins and to restore a right relationship with God. That's the purpose that he came from. And this is what makes the scribes and Pharisees mad because in that, he's claiming to be God. So come by, check out tomorrow the podcast, share this with someone, and uh, we'll talk tomorrow about Jesus calling Matthew, which is pretty cool. So I hope you stop by and listen in. Thanks so much for listening. The Point is a ministry of First Baptist Church Indian Trail for high school students. We offer life groups every Sunday morning at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. And we meet on Wednesday nights at 6.15. For more information, you can go to our church's website at fbcit.org.